We are Journals Out Loud. I am your lovely and captivating host, Louise Palanker, here with a panel of wise and wonderful young people. We're here to talk about all the stuff in life that matters and makes you want to be alive. I've been out there wondering. I've been in here wondering. I always want a hula. We should. We could hula. When I hear the song, all I want to do is hula. It's not a bad thing. Okay, cool. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> we've got Jilly, we've Hi. got Shira, we've got Merks, and we have Tara. So we have a few people that aren't here, and then we have a couple of new people who are here. And Merks is one of my comedy students in Hi Santa there. Barbara, and he drove up from Santa Barbara. Yeah. So, or he drove down, like, down, or, or down around, yeah. and then, like, around a corner, and then here you are. And then Shira, I guess, Jilly, you guys knew each other from... We're a long-time friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy she's here. Thank you. Um, yeah, we have, like, pictures of us as, like, little babies together. I'm so jealous. We need that for next week. <laughs> I'm jealous that we don't have pictures like that together. Just She's just jealous because no one took her picture when she was a baby. So yeah. would have been nice, you know. I'm that was sorry. a really cute baby. I was told, never saw. <laughs> there must be. If you have a baby picture of Tara, please send it to the show. Please give us a call at eight 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 five three seven. Or what's our number? Eight 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 five three one. I just leave out numbers. Just like, That's randomly hit numbers till you till the phone rings. Eight 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 five three one seven one seven one. You Julie. know my mom watches this. Sorry, just I saying. know. Like Hi, she mom. could literally just send it in right now. She should. She should. Well, what's a good email for her to send that to? No, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not, well, we'll. Have to, <laughs> we'll have to, <laughs> literally just gonna say I don't care. We'll arrange. Yeah, tweet it. Tweet at us. Yeah. Hashtag journals out loud. Hey, Jilly, you've been Hi. cruising, huh? I was. I was. Um, with Oprah, right? I like to say I like to say it in the most like not. Um, I like to be like, oh, I was on a vacation. What did I say the other day? And somebody was like, what? I was like, oh, I was in Alaska with Oprah. And somebody was like, oh, you just like went on vacation with her. And I was like, uh huh. Which is not what happened. Well, that's good to know because Merck's and I stopped by, and she wasn't home. So now, oh, like, she's okay. That's why. Yeah, no, right. It was our Monday brunch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was our brunch day. Yeah. Your weekly thing. And mm-hmm, no, she was mm-hmm. with me. Sorry to um, have interrupted your plans. No, so she was with me, and um, no, my mom called me about three weeks ago. She loves a little spontaneity, and she was like, I was watching OWN, and I think we should go on a cruise. And I was like, <laughs> when? And she was like, in three weeks. and Or I guess it was like two weeks, I don't know. And I was like, um, okay, really? And she was like, yeah, I think it'd be really fun. And I was like, what kind of a cruise? And she's like, it's an Oprah cruise. And I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, it's going to change our lives. And I was like, you're still not telling me what it means. And she was like, I was like, where does it go? She was like, I don't know. Alaska. And I was like, Alaska is a whole state. And like literally was giving me no information except she kept saying like, it's the adventure of your life. And like literally just t- saying taglines. Cut to cruise. Juliana Cruz with Oprah. We have literally. some photographic so evidence. So I have some pictures to take you through. So we literally show up knowing nothing. Everyone's like, where are you going? Literally don't know the ports until we show up, which is kind of part of the adventure so sure. here's um we show up and they have this like fun oprah magazine thing where we got to like everyone got a shirt when you showed up so it's like you get a shirt and you get a shirt and you get a shirt so it was so fun nice so we got these like fun shirts and that's my mom and i was just us and we, we actually knew one of the speakers that's kind of the extent of what we knew mm-hmm. so we later found out there was like a partnership with o magazine and holland america so that everything was like o magazine inspired which was like super fun so that's us um, with our shirts and Oprah. Right. So, you know, we took a picture with Oprah. That's kind of like what I mean. Manda. Yeah. So um, every night when we got back to our room, she left us a present. She is so thoughtful. She's so thoughtful. <laughs> a present and an inspirational quote. 
because she's Oprah. So I somebody can't. made a joke that it was like it was like Hanukkah. It was like oh, like I forgot how she put it, but it was like it was like Hanukkah, but with Oprah. So every night, Hanukkopra. Yes. Hanukkah, Copra, oh, oh, Hanukkah, or some, I don't know. She's somebody There's so much really you can funny. do with that. But it was like we got like a visor one. We got a water bottle, and it was so exciting. And she gave us like a quote, and it was like so cute. And she was like our cruise director, and it was so cute. And so that night we got a journal, and it was amazing. Okay. <gasps> Wait, what, what were the quotes? What were the so, quotes? Yeah, what, what are some see, quotes? I have, I have some pictures. Inspirational. But it was like, I'll tell you. Hold on. It changed your life, right? Oh, I have so many quotes, but here's just one that she left on the pillow because you know we need to. We need to just be inspired all the time, guys. Hold on. Um, she said. She said. Use your life. No. No. A thousand dollar donation to Oprah's, the path to happiness. Why do I not? She have it? said. I will find it in a second. Hold she on. She said, oh, "I love it when so we're cruising morning, together." Yeah, I have them at the end. But oh, so every morning they had yoga and meditation, and so I just thought. I thought it was going to be freezing because we were in Alaska and it was like up on the pool deck. So I just had like a hoodie on. Mm -hmm. And so I wore this frat shirt and everyone's wearing like these little things that say like, live your best life and Mm -hmm. like strong, like strength and like all of these like inspirational like quotes that are like really meaningful and I realize I like we get up there and I'm so hot because it's covered like the pool is covered. And I'm dressing like I'm going like on a glacier. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, I can't take my thing off. Like, my, I'm wearing a frat shirt that says, like, live ever, die never, like, Phi Kappa Psi. Like, I can't. Like, this is so embarrassing. And she's like, just it was take a it off, whatever. Quote. And I'm like, oh, my God. So that's me in my frat shirt, like, with my mom, whatever. And so, but it was really great. We did met yoga and meditation. And everyone did it. And it was, like, 200 people every morning. So that's us. Um, that's me in Juneau, Alaska in a parka because it was freezing, even though my mom said to bring shorts and sundresses. Thank goodness I didn't listen to her and brought a parka, but it was beautiful there. I saw bears, Wow! but we went to a bear rescue, like a bear, like rehabilitation center. But guys, like Alaska's crazy. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's actually like, wow. Yeah. So I saw bears. Oh, I ate so much crab. Like oh. so much crab crab. We went on a crab crawl. Like people do a bear crawl or a pub crawl. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Pub crawl. I'm under 21 guys. Okay. Um, but I ate so much crab. I went, we ate crab in every place. It was so good. It was amazing. My favorite crab was in Ketchikan mm-hmm. in case anyone wants to go. That's my recommendation. But we did everywhere. Um, okay. So that's the glacier that we saw. It's a little small. Mm -hmm. So global warming, guys. Right. Take care of the planet. Really? But I wanted to show that's the picture. Let's see what else I have. Um, That's just another shot of like nature, you know. So I'm going to say like, yeah, 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 with the Alaska. Did did you hang out with Oprah? Okay, we're getting there. Okay. That's next. Hang in on every word. Okay, so we're on our way to the spa. And who and I'm airdropping pictures to my mom and she doesn't know how to use technology. And she goes, the only phone I see is Gail. And I'm like, Mom, who's Gail? Like, it's Jilly. Look for Jilly. And out of the elevator, like, ping, Gail. Wow, you airdropped like, Gail? Gail no. airdropped herself. I'm like, Mom, like, don't airdrop. And I'm like, but I'm thinking, like, there's a bunch of Gails on this shit. Like, it's 2,000 people. And she goes, oh, my God. Are you guys a mother-daughter? Like, you guys are so cute. Wait, I need to take a picture of you guys. And I'm like... You need to take a picture of us. Like, okay. And I'm like, 
freaking out. So I'm like, so, like that's the only picture I have with Gail, like me, <gasps> like on my way to the spa in a robe. This so, is and, why and you I'm met like, Gail face. No, and I'm like, so I'm like, okay, wait, can we take a picture with you? She's like, oh my God, of course, like whatever. So then my mom's holding the O magazine. So this, my mom likes to say we took a picture with Oprah and Gail because Oprah's on the cover. So, sure. so that's that's my picture with Oprah and Gail. Okay. Um, and we look both look horrible. Well but done, it's ladies. Still fun, no, right? It's... That we almost airdropped like a hundred pictures to Gail. She would have been delighted. I mean, I think she would have been confused. <laughs> but hopefully she wouldn't like, but turn your airdrop off, Gail. Come on, Gail. Yes. So then the next picture, that's me and the editor in chief of O Magazine <gasps> wearing our matching USC hats because fight on. I wish Ryan was here because he would have been like, oh, oh UCLA. My gosh. But we were literally matching in our USC hats and her daughter goes to USC. And so we bonded over that. But everyone was so nice on this uh, cruise ship. Everyone from the magazine was there. And so the next picture, oh, that's just another shot of um, Sitka. And it made me think of The Proposal, because that's also in Sitka. Mm-hmm. Great movie, guys. So then there's the queen. There she is. And she was, she was just like kind of in her cabin until it was time to come so out. She and... was only there for two days. And okay. she did she did a, an amazing talk about how travel like expands the mind. Mm-hmm. And so I have some quotes that I really liked. And then I have I have one quote that she said. Um, but then I just have some quotes. There were a bunch of speakers on the cruise ship. Angela Davis, Glennon Doyle, who mm-hmm. wrote Love Warrior. Um, India Ari. Wow. Who sings the song that like I like I'm not the average girl from your bit. Do you know that song? No. Why are you looking at me? Why I don't are you know. looking at me? Because it's just like I used to sing it when I was like nine or ten. I don't know. I think when you were nine or ten, I was like. 12 or 13 so I was like in a different 12 year olds do no songs too and she's four years older than me I don't know okay um and so she was there and um like a lot there were a couple other people um but here's what Oprah said she said nothing comes out of the blue by the time something happens to you it's been coming for a long time (gasps) that speaks to me right now okay Julie go ahead keep going sorry I just I had to get that out for a second okay go love you love you Oprah Glennon Doyle says, we do not get evicted from our life unless there is not, wait, sorry, we do not get evicted from a life unless there is not a truer life to step into. Pretty profound. Angela. That feels a little cryptic to me. I mean, Angela Davis says, stop cheating on your future with your past. Wait, hold on. Can do we you understand like, that? No, I do. These are getting less it clear means, as we it, go along. You're like, like, I don't. It means like if you if you're just focusing on your past all the time, then you're not living in the present in the future. So you're oh, not yeah, like yeah. you're not sense. being able to focus on what's ahead of you if you're only focused on the past. Wait, mm. but if you're focusing only on the future, then what about the present? Well, I think you're supposed to focus on the present. Um so then Angela Davis says if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you which I think is interesting because a lot of people don't like to struggle, don't like... That's why I play um, Tetris on level nine. Oh, because you like to be challenged. Sure. Yeah. Um, What's in front of you is greater than what's behind you, which I also think is great. And um, We got to wrap this segment up, honey. Yeah. So that's... I was changed. I was inspired. And... Oh, I brought you a present. Oh, you brought me a present. Yes. This is from... Made from special wood from Victoria, Canada, which is the last stop we went to, but I was way more fascinated with Alaska. That was not cut down. It was found... A fidget spinner for you. Are you serious? You brought me a fidget spinner? Okay, and like, what about for my birthday, Jilly? I don't get a fidget spinner. Just wait. Just wait. Wait, you have to understand, this is a very thoughtful gift because I've been 
Wanting one? I've been wanting one. It it I, spins. I lost my fidget spinner that the Lyft driver gave me for my birthday on my birthday. That's well, really you're sad. just going to have to take another Lyft and get another Lyft driver to give you I know, but no, no, no. It was like the one that I was obsessed with where it's like the cubes and then it's like the fidget and it's like four different ways that you can fidget in that cube. Everything God, exists on Amazon. I know, but I got to find it. Anyone want to find it for me for a belated birthday present? I'll love you forever. Is there a quote about doing things it. for yourself that we can say to do what makes right you happy? On. Nice. Do what makes you happy. Actually, that that was the meditation intention for one of the days. All Not right, even so kidding. while you were with Oprah, Trump was with the Boy Scouts. Why are you yes. know, which is not a good oh, recipe in my opinion. That's my segue. All right. So <laughs> does everyone segue. does everyone know what happened? No. So I guess there's like every four years there's a Boy Scout jamboree. It's like the Olympics but with Boy Scouts. <laughs> And, and they don't do anything <laughs> And athletic. it's in West Virginia And there's like 30,000 Boy Scouts And they always invite the sitting president But it's not political It's just a president goes and says Inspirational things to Boy Scouts About living your best life And Oprah things But living like with more crafty You know kind of like fire building Or whatever that Boy Scouts need But it's the same It's like wisdom And just being a great person Okay And so um, There's like maybe 30,000 Scouts Leaders and, and parents and they're all attending the jam. They're all camping for like a week and a half. They're just there. Mm -hmm. And then, so the president's coming. So everyone looks at the stage and then this happens. Go ahead, uh, Andrew. Oh, gosh. Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. What? 19th Boy Scout Jamboree. Wow. And to address such a tremendous group. Boy, you have a lot of people here. The press will say it's about 200 people. He doesn't sound genuine at all. It looks like about 45,000 people. It's all about him. You set a record today. And he was never in the Boy Scouts, no? You know, I go to Washington, and I see all these politicians, and I see the swamp. Okay. And it's not a good place. In fact, today I said we ought to change it from the word swamp to the word cesspool. Get out of here. He's a poet. He's a poet. What are you As talking about? Boy Scout Scouts. He's not says, talking about Boy Scouts ever. A scout oh, is trustworthy, loyal. We could use some more loyalty, I will Especially tell you. What's such a dig yeah. out of America oh, with Americans? Especially from the FBI director. That this incredible, massive crowd, record-setting, They're camping there. They didn't come tonight. to see you. 1% or zero. They live there this Trump week. Trump spoke before a small crowd of Boy Scouts today. That's Did he really some, just quote himself like he's like... Crowd. No, he's quoting the journalists, and they're going to write that he spoke before fake a small media, crowd. Fake news. He's on the By the way, just still. a question. And he's on Obama. Did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? And we'll be back. We'll be back. Wait till you the hear the last thing no, on this clip. And, but we'll be back. Wheezy, I can't with this company. Anymore, no, you have to hear the last thing. He's talking about a guy who died penniless after buying too many yachts. And he had a very apropos of nothing. Life. I won't go any more than that because you're Boy Scouts, so I'm not going to tell you what he did. Go away. Should I tell you? Trump? Should I tell you? Sorry. <laughs> what the? Rick Perry thinks he's hilarious. Oh, you're Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. He got bored. <laughs> With his life of yachts oh and God, sailing stop. and all of the things he did in the south of France and other places. And other places. You won't get bored, right? <laughs> he went to France. You know, he went to other places. Your workers, you'll places. get bored too, believe me. Of course, having a few good years like that isn't so bad. Do you remember? How long is this? No, you just have to hear the last part. He's so all over. He's talking about his election results to Boy Scouts. These dishonest people. Where they said, there is no path to victory for Donald Trump. 
And you know, we have a tremendous disadvantage in the electoral He could have college. said, but I Popular learned how to whittle. You know, just something and by the way, under the scouting. Trump administration, no. you'll be saying Merry Christmas it's, again. It's the middle of summer. Shopping, can, believe can, me. can you please That's stop. it. That's Merry it. Christmas. It was the last thing that he, his last he point was Christmas. like, I'm bringing Christmas back. Like somehow before him, if you said Merry Christmas at a mall, you'd be shot. Um, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts about when adults speak to young people, kind of what what they should bring to the event and what not Donald Trump. Well, he needs to stay home and not talk to kids because I was the stupidest. So let's say you're political. Let's say that you you're you're at that jamboree. No, but I've had like great speaker. Like, have you guys had speakers like in high school or like even in college or people who've come in and like even if they don't agree with what you believe in or even if you know they have a job that doesn't necessarily you know interest you like they still have a find a way to connect to you so of course. Well, i was going to ask you because you were just on a ship where there were lots of people that prepared their speech to be inspirational to, <laughs> yeah. to give you takeaways that you could walk out of the room and and feel enriched and and enlightened by their words and their wisdom i don't it, it didn't feel like you know he had prepared for a moment no he didn't because he was stupid but even well, if, if even if you're a well, republic no, okay, if you're, if you're no, no, let's no, say that say he's stupid but he just like he doesn't know how to speak to people all right like, he but really let's just, say he's not trying to leave anybody with any sort of like no he doesn't message. care it's a joke let's say you're you're a republican and you're a conservative and he and you voted for him if you went to that speech and you saw him are you still behind that guy you're probably still behind him, but you thought it probably wasn't the best speech ever, but you're still going to be behind him mm-hmm. because that's somebody that apparently you voted for, you look up to, blah, 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 whatever. So you're still going to like him. But you're just not going to like, you're not going to switch your beliefs just because of one thing. Does anyone remember a moment where you had an authority figure speaking to you, either a teacher or somebody, and you're just sitting there and there's that moment of epiphany where you're like, I believe the absolute polar opposite of everything this person is saying to me. Yep. Oh, easily. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you talk about it? Oh, I mean, mine's... <laughs> Mine's probably a little bit different than what you're thinking, but um, <laughs> just just the fact that I go to a religious school and I'm not religious. Ah, jumps so in do you want to talk about that really moments. quick? Yeah, I mean, this is such an odd way to bring it up, but uh, like like just in an Old Testament class that I had to take. Um, I'm trying to like there, there was one moment where this one teacher and a lot of us really didn't like him for the fact that his his speeches to the class were just all over the place. His tests were awful. And there, and there were things that he would say, even though he's a pastor himself, like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this interpretation of the Bible, but, you know, this guy does. And, well, he's burning in hell now because the guy had recently died. Oh, my goodness. And it was just kind of like a moment of like, oh. Do other people yeah. react the same way or do they? I, yeah, oh, plenty of people, plenty of people, luckily. Because it's such a judgment call to say that someone's burning in hell. You don't have any evidence. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it was just a, a difference. I mean, when you fundamentally believe this unshakable uh, whatever, I mean, it, it's mm. it's similar in that way. And that I think that Trump's speaking to a very finite, specific audience that there's a reason that they're not changing their belief. Um, whatever that is, I think us necessarily trying to dissect why would a person say that? Why would mm-hmm. this? I mean, he, he's using the same simple rhetoric, the same repetition of words that he's been using since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And all he's trying to do is, is strike some emotional chord by saying cesspool, which is something that he said when he was on the road before mm-hmm. he was elected. And Such then a that... weird word. And, and he, was trying, he, he was trying to develop a, it a little bit, uh, trying to say, yeah. oh, now we call this. And it's like, 
he's just trying to strike that same whatever emotional chord. It was almost like he typed cesspool into thesaurus.com to see what other words he could say. It's also (laughs) sewer. Uh. (laughs) Well, he maybe he learned how to use a computer. Because thesaurus.com should be the first place Donald Trump goes if and when he uses how, he learns how to use a computer. Because I heard he doesn't use a computer. He just has his, like, phone and Twitter. But, like, yeah. I mean, that's up what ses- all evidence shows that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Finding other, other definitions of the word cesspool is definitely a good use of his time. Do you think Donald Trump was, like, super, super hot when he was younger and had no personality? No. I don't. There, there, there has to have been one glory year. There has no. to. Have been well, because I'm just saying, like, because he mean, did play, he played baseball at one point, so, so he, he must have that had some mean kind he's of. That does not That's mean. Anything. But like you know, like I'm just saying, like there's like some hot people with like just terrible personalities, and like those and are the people. Are- that's what kind of yeah. like like if I'm just gonna say like I think John Trump's kind of like that, but it's kind of like our first question. He probably was pretty handsome. He probably was pretty handsome, but I also think he was like a troublemaker, and he never and he always. He would find like the cheating way to get through something and that would work for him to get attention from his parents or what have you. And so he just learned how to cheat and lie really young and then that just becomes an addiction. And that's I think he's stuck there at the age of like maybe 10. So those Boy Scouts would be like, we're like, you know, what a baby. Uh, so we're going to move on and answer questions from from more mature people than Donald Trump. Would you read the first question? No Jilly. Sure. Okay, uh, why do guys always choose popular girls who have horrible personalities? They never care about the other girls. They just notice popular ones. My crush chooses to, my crush chooses to date a cheerleader who hates everyone because she is rude. Who everyone hates. Sorry, who everyone hates because she is rude to everyone. Who wants to? Well, that's just, that's your crush. <laughs> like, don't yeah. go after that. It's so easy to make sweeping generalities when you feel like you're not being appreciated. It's so it's so easy to just go to like, oh, all the cute guys, like all the popular. Like it's just yeah. like Tara's right. It's just, this is specifically about this one guy, and I do think that the earliest people to date, the like date the most obvious people, because they're not it, they're too young to know how to get to know the people that are hanging back like you. But that doesn't mean that you won't date when. Yeah, when more people are dating, you'll be dating. It, it don't don't you don't need to get a jump on dating. I guess is what I'm going to say. Anyone else? Yeah, don't um, change or change anything about yourself. Like stay in your lane. I think it's easy to like try and think like, oh, if I'm more like this person, or if I try and change something, or if I try and adjust. But I promise you that like if you you need to try your best. And I think in middle and high school, like girls, it's so hard to to stay true to who you think you are because you're still figuring it out but um a guy needs to like you for who you are and not who you're trying to be so um don't stress about it that guy will figure it out and maybe he maybe he does like you and he's just you know and it, just remember there's like crushes looking, for a yeah. reason like you you think a guy's cute but it's a crush you don't exactly know them the so whole true. way because you're you're smart enough to say it's my crush and then you've noticed that he likes the one girl that is mean to everyone and everyone hates so that means you're smart so just like understand that this is just like what it's meant to be is a crush and if he changes that's great if he doesn't change well it's a crush you're also, good don't he, get hung up on it you know the the first people to date are usually dating the other early bloomers so this cheerleader could have gone up to him <laughs> 
And Uh-oh. somewhere in your class, there's a guy who's hanging back, just like you're hanging back, and you need to notice him because he's probably writing a letter to me saying, how come, you know, all the girls only want to go out with the popular boys? So give everyone a chance, I guess, is what I want to say. Shira, what are you thinking? Um, I think this situation kind of happened exactly in my school. Like, yeah. all the guys in seventh grade all were obsessed with the same girl and now they've just kind of realized like oh she's really mean we've moved on so i think kind of just giving it time for like her to kind of become unpopular sort of and for those guys to just notice everyone else and also too i don't think you want to be dating the guy that only likes a girl because she's popular so maybe just look for someone else boom or don't date that's so well said (laughs) But I do, I do remember that phase where, like, it's almost We're like this, it's almost like this herd mentality where the boys all get a crush on one girl because yeah. they just think that that's what you're supposed to do. Like, we're allowed to like girls, but this only this one girl, mm. and then it kind of opens up from there. Did, do you remember anything like that, Merks? Yeah, kind of just talking about what everyone's saying. Um, I feel like these early crushes too. Like my first seventh grade crush was founded on like my first slow dance. Like it, it, it started. It starts in like a moment. It was a slow dance where like we were both on each other's shoulders because we weren't comfortable with anything else yet. Um, or, or like with these early crushes, it's like, oh, it's the one girl that's smiling at all the guys really genuinely. So the guys are like, oh, hell yeah, she likes me. Oh, and they, they, they want me, me fucking too. You know, you like everyone gets like really into it. Um, and you know, and it's and that's middle school. And 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 in high school, I feel like sometimes you can let like who they're into point to what kind of person they are. Like if this guy, like yeah. you're saying that this person hates everyone hates them because she's rude to everyone, which part of me wants to say must include you. And also, this guy enjoys that, or whatever benefits and perks are coming from dating this person. Um, so maybe that, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a red flag, if anything. Right, and I also think it's just immaturity too, because like the whole room opens up eventually when it's not just like there's one popular boy and one popular girl that everybody likes. It it after seventh grade and eighth it grade, out. it really yeah. does chill out, and you know, like water finds its own level, and so do people. And so just don't think that everyone you know that you like is going to get snatched up by some horrible cheerleader. That's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not how actual life works. It just sort of feels that way at the beginning when you feel vulnerable like, "Oh, the one guy that I like and he likes this." Yeah, it's not everything is an episode of The Bachelor where everybody's vying for the same person. Like eventually there's someone for everyone, especially if you give a lot of people a, a chance. Sure, would you read the next question? Oh, do you like long questions? Because I don't mind it. You don't mind it? Go for it. All right. I'm a 13-year-old guy, and I think I'm gay or maybe bi. I've never told anyone about this. There's this boy who I really like, and we are good friends. He's a confident and funny guy, so sometimes he flirts with me jokingly. Could this be a way of him showing his true feelings? He's also generally more open and generous towards me, too. But he once said to me, you know, I'm not against homosexuality, but God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Adam. This was a while ago, so he might have changed his attitude. He's always tried to get with girls to show how popular he is, but so have I, and I'm definitely not straight. What should I do? Honestly, it could go like either way, because I have a friend in a similar situation as this but not like age 13 like a little bit a couple years on them but it ended up that the person really is straight and it was just like a great friendship that happened and you know he just felt very comfortable with you but he's definitely straight but you know like thinking in the movies and whatnot 
it could also mean maybe he is and he's just hiding it because that's what they did on Glee and it was such like a dramatic thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm taking it back. Like, dude, it was like the big buff like guy where you're just like, big jock and then he became that he's gay. Yes, that happened in Glee. So maybe it could happen here. I mean, it possibly, but if I want to be honest, I feel it's probably mostly... He's your friend and you're not going to be able to find that out and you're not going to be able to do it unless you straight up ask him and he is willing to tell you, but he may just not be ready to tell you. So even if it is just shush, let him be your friend. Don't do anything. Don't act on it. Let them do it. If it anything's meant to be. Well, I, I think at a certain age you can kind of say, well, I, I think I like guys so that he at least knows that you like guys so that if he like guys, he, he, if he likes guys, he could feel open to say something. But I had read this question in the app, and I, I felt like there were more signs that they may like each other. He was asking for pictures of the two of them together, and he was going to make Why them- don't you put the whole thing in? That would have changed my answer a little bit. <laughs> it's it. Fa- Jenny did it, and it was a very long question. Oh. Go and, go to the app, download journals out loud, free in the app store, and you can read the whole question. They're there asking were, for pictures. That could be a totally different thing. He was, he, Fennel, he was asking for pictures, right? Yeah, we think, he, yeah, he was asking for pictures. Oh, so, so then maybe he might like you. Yeah, dude. And then there was that slow dance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that mo- from my, my brother's gay, and so I think that most gay kids fall in love with their best friend. And it doesn't usually wind up being the person that they wind up dating, but it's sort of like kind of a workout for your heart, like what it feels like for anyone to have a crush. But if you're gay, there's really less of a chance that they like the same sex. So because there's more straight people than gay people, so just the math of it. But sometimes you can just tell from the eye contact. And I I think, um, yeah, you can just tell like how long someone's making eye contact. You, I think there's little signs that you can look for. Mm, someone like so I, I disagree. Though. I no? disagree. Everyone that's... has those classic ones, like when you laugh in a group and you guys make eye contact immediately after. But those are so hit and miss. <sighs> yeah, I've exactly. never heard that one before. Really? really? Yeah. They that's look like at you in a movie. Yeah. Look, like if you guys, say something funny, on. they look. At, if they say something funny, they look to see if you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. That is wow. like, so you have if they're really shy, it, it can I told be. you you know that I need these oh yeah things. yeah yeah. I gotta <laughs> teach you I gotta teach you big little sis yeah. take this girl to school come on come All right. on so I think it's the same for guys or girls or any crush really you but don't really any, know unless yeah, you yeah no but no anytime I mean it's the same with a straight friendship yeah, that it is yeah. with like a potentially like gay friendship like anytime you are thinking about confessing feelings to a friend like there's always a risk that it's going to change the dynamics of a friendship and you have to be willing to kind of risk that and until you are and you know there's the element of potentially coming out with that you know that's a lot especially I think for like a 13 year old to kind of handle that's what I was going to say he's so just make sure that you know you're ready for that there's there's no rush but it could also be something that you're ready for so don't you know limit yourself trust your gut like in all honesty I know that's so cliche Mm -hmm. but trust it yeah and I mean most straight people have had situations where best friend sort of said oh I'm gay like just to see if you are and (gasps) What? what? Yeah. Fake? Wait. I mean, they, they, they're being fake when they say it? No, they're oh. gay. They just tell you, but, a but, friend tells you that they're gay, and you know, and I've gotten the feeling, because I'm kind of a tomboy, that they're waiting to see if I oh. say that I'm gay, too. Oh. Yeah. Got it. I so, yeah, confused. I mean, that's everybody's right, is to find out what everybody is. Like, dogs get to sniff each other's butts to find out who everybody is, and we don't, we yeah. have to ask questions. Some, we only can sometimes. Only sometimes in certain settings. <laughs> 
That was that Sometimes was too. That was past the line. Merch, would you please read the next <laughs> question? Get weird. Sure. It did not get weird. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we just sometimes. No, I said sometimes these metaphors just get we, like we my get metaphors are the. Oh, I was gonna say like. Yeah, we got but I freaking loved it. No, come on, <laughs> let's funny. go. Okay, the, the next question is. Uh, <laughs> I'm 16, and I have a sister who's 17, and we live with our mom. Parents are divorced. Dad's an ass. I love that part. Okay, I, can, I can relate here. Don't, okay, my sister used to have an eating disorder when she was younger, and now we think our mom has one. She exercises excessively, and she barely eats. We have noticed she, her, gets smaller and smaller, and we've tried to talk her, t- talk to her about it, but she just gets upset and says, I'm an adult. I can take care of myself. We don't think she's healthy, and we don't know how to handle it. This, is, this one's hard. Talk to... Can, mm. Do you have anyone else in your family that you can talk to? If so, like an aunt, an uncle, a godmother, anyone. Anyone inside the family that you can talk to because you guys are 16 and 17, that would be very beneficial so you can get an adult's point of view on it and then they maybe can talk to her. But like, in all honesty, if you don't have anyone like that or anyone like friends of the family, someone close that you can confide to, there's not really much else you can do because she is an adult and she can do what she wants. So only like like love and like that eating disorders are so hard yeah because they they really affect people for a long time yeah and especially with um parents well with anybody they can come and go and their severity can kind of come and go and it's um you know i think that and not just eating disorders but when it comes to parents you know they you feel a sense of like you don't know what to do because parents are kind of like i i'm an adult and you're they want to just do their own thing. And I think as a child, you know, you need to understand that there's only so much you can do. So don't take the responsibility of your parent, you know, on yourself, but you know, do feel like you can talk to other people, you know, like a school counselor or somebody of how you can kind of help yourself because that must be hard for you to handle, but you can't, you can't fix your parent ever. I think like yourself. I think that's, you know, trying to, yeah. to sit down and, and work through, you know, people are trained for years on how to like help somebody with an eating disorder. You as a child, you know, and your sister who's had one, you know, you guys might need some extra support to kind of go through that. But I think you can also say to your mom, it's just that I feel scared. Because really, it's a parent's responsibility to make sure the child doesn't feel scared. And she does have to take uh, some responsibility for that. She, that her children are watching her waste away. So if you say, Mom, I know you can take care of yourself, but I feel scared. What should I do? What can you do to make me feel safe? But I also think sometimes that when people like a like an eating disorder is an illness, just like addiction is an illness. Sure, sure. And I think that sometimes people, they can't see outside of it. And so... That might, you know, not, I, I think that you, it might be even more disappointing and more like it just, you, you know, I don't know how bad the situation is. You don't know, it, it could not, you know, you might, might not be even an eating disorder. You're like, you don't know exactly what's going on. And I think, you know, those conversations with your mom might not be the best. I mean, talking to her might be good, but I would just say, from my like the experiences that I've had um, with my friends and and knowing what I do, I think the best thing is to kind of go to somebody who knows for sure what they're talking about and can help you with the specifics of your situation. And honestly, like as much as you want to try and help people out, help do it, like change them or make them better or anything, you can never ever change 
anyone yourself. They are going to have to do it themselves. The most you can do is just show them love and support and that'll give them the confidence to change if that's what they need. If that's not what they need and they still can't figure it out, then that's on them. But you can never take control for any one human being, not your parents, not your siblings, not your children, not anyone in your life. You're you're only in control of you. You can try and help, but that's the most you can do. So just love and support them as much as you can. And like Julie said, get some help yourself if you like think you want to talk to someone to feel better or something. I recommend that you call that you go to teenlineonline.org. This is such a specific problem where someone's worried about the parent rather than the parent worried about the child. Mm-hmm. And so I if you if you call someone at Teenline they're going to be able to direct you to resources in your own immediate area. So I really think that you should you should reach out and, and get some help for your mom if that's possible. Um, let's go on to the next question, Tara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that at the question? That was- <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, I don't think my boyfriend wants to have sex with, with me. Does this mean anything? So much depends on how old you are and read. That's what I was really, This one really needs specifics. Like, first of all, ask. like, how old are you? Are you guys virgins? Like, are is you really? Sex is this really people? your boyfriend? Yeah. Is this like someone that you're kind of fascinated about? Maybe you guys are di- like, what is this exactly? I honestly don't even want to answer this question because it's like a, you can't <laughs> don't have enough. I, I feel like it's a it's a good maybe without more. All right, so let's imagine that they're 18 years old and that they are boyfriend and girlfriend for how long? For, yeah. And his, is he so, if you, okay, here's my he, thing. And he, no, show, no, no, no. he shows gonna, no sexual interest in her. Now what? Okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to answer yeah, this. I, could, no, no. I think it, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this the best way I know how. Okay. <laughs> Puppet show. This is what you're going to do. <laughs> this is what you're going to do? <laughs> this is what you're going to do. Oh, jeez. Now, you're going to go up to him and you're just going to ask him, do you want to have sex? And if he says yes, then there you go. Nothing's wrong. He wants to have sex with you. If he says no, you ask why. If he hesitates and he can't say something like, you know, it's my first time because, like, obviously you guys should trust each other if you're boyfriend or girlfriend and whatnot. And if you can't say that, then, like, he's not even a man. But, hey, that's sorry. assuming a lot. Wow. That's People have a lot of reasons to not be sexually active besides not No, but if you're confident, you're going to say it. Like, a, if you're confident, you're going to say it. Let's just say that, like, I know that. So... If he, Tr- trust he her on that her source herself no it's not myself though that's the thing but I, I don't want to embarrass anyone so I'm like I'm really going to keep my mouth shut on that one no but it's I, like, okay, okay, are okay. You, like you can, shouldn't she can ask if a they're direct, 18 and up like it should be fine you, they should be able to say right, something but, but you can in other words you can ask the question but he may he may just give a reason as to why he's not ready saying but like, then what is the like, reason like, maybe if, it's if, not, they, if for like religious reasons yeah, maybe they don't want to or their last person that they they were with they don't want to maybe they're like scarred for some reason maybe they, they need to have a conversation maybe they, they could have been molested as a child there yes, could be a lot of different be reasons be why very, yeah. yeah but if he can't like, say that's it not then exactly what like... i was thinking of but those are all really good points <laughs> yeah okay there's but... just so many unknowns and so mm-hmm. what tara is saying is conversation is the answer to any unknown if you want to know okay, something. okay yes you got yeah. it but if he can't answer you boy bye like he has to somehow answer you because that's just kind of like how, how, but, but tara you're being very very abrupt about something very personal and yeah. i think if she can go about it more sensitively and girlfriend and you're 18 i strongly feel by that time you should understand it shouldn't be the whole i don't think he wants to have sex with me that's why i think this is like 14 15 year olds because in adult world like hello i've been living it for a while like it doesn't happen like that 
It, it well, does. Uh, it, it, it does. Yeah. Okay, it does. never mind then. <laughs> I, I have was, never had I, I that. I think there's like, so many cases. There's so many factors. There's so many really? variables. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm learning something new, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I, mean, I was being a big He could be dating you bad. because someone told him that he should date girls, even though he knows he's attracted to boys, and so he's bringing you home because that makes his parents happy. There's all Don't <laughs> make her think her boyfriend's gay now. I'm just saying there's a million variables that are possibilities. Oh, my gosh. That's why conversation is key. Yeah. Okay. There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in the world, Tara. You've been dating all the right guys who want to have sex with you, which is... I have not been dating all the right guys. What are you talking about? They've been I've, terrible. No, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, you haven't, you haven't true, run into apparently. this where it's like, what the heck is... is there, because what she's well, asking is, is there something wrong with me? And we're saying, no, there's nothing wrong with you, but find out if you guys are old oh, enough. that's for, not I, how I... That's no, I... Not, no. Oh, I think oh, we're I saying think, if, if the conversation doesn't come out of that, in a way that you feel like you got an answer, then maybe you need to reconsider that yes. because it's, there's something maybe with him that he needs to kind of mature in a way. That's that what I'm saying. Like if you can't just that, like, there's nothing wrong with you. If you are at an age and a maturity level that like you want a boyfriend and you want to be able to have sex. with Right. Him, well, like, I, what I think she's saying is, it, is there something wrong with me that my boyfriend's not attracted to me? I think that's what's underlying in this question. I don't think that's what she's saying. I think she's no. saying. This, I, think I mean, she's this saying could my, be a I very young my boyfriend wants to have sex with me. But uh, but is there, this is, there is something. A, this is why I said there's something want to wrong with question. him. Like yeah. does that? But people what? do worry that am I not cute to you? Am yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. And but so, boys want to have sex, so there's got to be a reason he doesn't want to have sex. Wow, yeah. that was. Not true. <laughs> Most boys want to have sex, but oh, okay, I'm sorry. Is it honestly not the truth? Like you may not be active, but you still want to do it. There's all kinds. But, okay, of- I, I, I just, <laughs> just it was the sentence the that preceded right that. That was like because all boys want to have sex mentality. That I think will get very messy, especially Pretty with a situation sure, like this. Like, there's a reason. Okay. If there's a guy that's not talking about it, it's because because so many people are saying, "Well, you're a guy." You must be able to easily have sex. What I'm saying, Tara, is that if she if she wants an answer to this question, she needs to approach the conversation. Let me yeah, finish I'm my sorry. sentence. She needs to approach the conversation with sensitivity so that he feels safe opening up to her. Yes, and not if he like feel boy, safe boy bye. Up to you, then well, no, don't. Yeah, following her verbatim. Oh my god, no, don't do it like that. Okay. But if there's just a. If he can't answer and it doesn't work and something's not clicking after you say that and there's this weird thing, I. Like, Can we talk away, about bye. the possibility of the scenario that they are young? Yeah, they could be fifteen. Because he, then I think it changes things, and I think mm-hmm. that then you're too young to be asking this or question. Or he's he's respecting her, and he's and then, not, he's assuming yeah, he that just, she yeah. she's not and ready. Then that changes things, and then yeah. and then maybe that's there's just why. so many different things that it could be. And so that's also important conversation. So All right, moving on to the next out. question, Jilly. Would you please read the next question? Uh, yes. I've been dating a guy for four years and we're both 17. He broke up with me, but one month later he texted me how sorry he was for everything he did. But he was seeing another girl while we were broken up and I just feel so betrayed. He said he didn't like her and that he regretted everything. I just don't know what to do or how I should react or if I should take him back. Do you have something? No, do you? Kind of. I mean, I can't. Well, kind of just because it's like if you just like take this and like put it into a like when you're a little bit older and you're out, like it's probably like he wanted to see what else was out there because he got with you at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of saw what's out there and he was just like, damn, like I messed up and I really had it good. I don't want to lose that. And so it could be something kind of like that because you guys were so young. So don't feel betrayed. Like he wanted to see what was going on. Like, don't we all want to kind of live life a little bit and see what's going on. And if you miss someone, then you miss them. I mean, you were broken up. 
So that technically I, speaking, I mean, he did break okay. up with you. So you're okay. So up, a no? detail that I read in the app that maybe not. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. I think he did have sex with this other girl. I was wondering. Okay. I was wondering. It depends on while how far he went. Up. Yeah, while they were broken up. But they were broken up. Okay, I so know, but up. like she has to really forgive and forget and understand. She doesn't need to forgive and forget. But she can't keep holding that against him. She can't. If they're going to move forward together, she can't constantly bring it up every time they have an argument. She has to understand right. that it's gonna happen but with they other were broken people. Up. Yeah, so it's okay. But she we does. We were on a break. No. <laughs> no, you were broken up. Deal with it. Like, and if you can't, then you need to go. Like, that baggage is <laughs> okay. not okay. I do get that they were together for a long time. Yeah. That's valid. Sorry. But, and I do get that they, if they're gonna get back together, she has to be at a place where she's not gonna, like, take that into mm-hmm. the new place. But when you're broken up with something, like, she could have... Also had sex with somebody Exactly. Else. She could have. It doesn't seem like she did, though. Okay, no, one, one no. month is a quick... Can we talk about that? This was a one-month break, and he went from a four-year relationship so to whip around to another girl, like, I, to straight sex? Like, that... I don't that's an interesting. It is. Well, no, he hasn't no. been single before, and he was able to get to that point, which means because to I me that you, something was happening maybe before. This is a connection from I before. I bet you there was a friend no. who was like, "You, just, you just got something out to learn how to do the, the." No, I bet you there was a. Friend it's a possibility. No, no, no. Wait, possibility. let Jilly talk. No, let Jilly you, talk. I bet you there was a friend who was like, "You just got a four-year relationship. Like, you need to go hook up with somebody else. Like, whatever." Yeah. And it says he was seeing her. No. I, yeah, but he was seeing another you know what, girl. Like we're gonna come on, come on, come on. We're talking about but hookup. seeing yeah. or like hooking yeah, yeah. up or whatever or like go. You should go meet somebody else. And okay, was like, okay, yeah, I can like, see that. And maybe was like, or or maybe it wasn't a friend, and maybe he just felt I'm not gonna put it on somebody else because like that's you, you know? know what. But I I do see I do have I have had friends who've gotten out of long term relationships and are and are really upset and think that the best way. To Are I'm not looking, looking at, at me. me. No, I'm not looking at you. You're just in my direct eye line, but don't start laughing. Um, I'm not looking at you. Stop. The that that think that like the best way is to go start immediately like dating or being with somebody else. Rebounds, yeah. Yeah, I think the positive. I'm making way. you uncomfortable, and you're I love it. You're making me uncomfortable because, because <laughs> I know, like, no, I know it's you're not looking at me, but I'm but just now like, you're just gonna like. It's no, so but funny like, though. Okay, guys, I I do think that there are people who see intimacy as a cure for loneliness when yes, it right? really. But if that intimacy that taught right him how much he really loves you. Then, then yeah. it happened for a reason, and you need to just let it go. Yeah. Okay. And so, oh, sorry. Does someone? You Did that make sense? Oh, yeah. You go. Yes. <laughs> I go. was just going to say the positive way to see it is Last that possible. he now understands like how much he appreciates yeah. you. So I think she needs to like talk to him in person about yeah. it and talk. just see like his body language, how he's acting, because I feel like this could go like really well or really bad. So. Yeah. And you guys were together for four years, so maybe he is supposed to be the person you spend the rest of your life. We have a phone call. Oh the God. lights flashed up, yeah, and I'm but you're so not supposed excited. to interrupt the conversation by screaming. <laughs> we have a phone call. It's supposed to be naturally integrated into the programming. <laughs> she just gets really excited. <laughs> God damn it, Tara. No, She's I like, think that's Mom! really valid. Communication is key, and yeah. like you'll know yeah. once you once you do that, once right? You because it, it, do that thing called communication. Yeah, it could be that this is the best thing that ever happened to the two of you or, because he yeah. now knows worst. that no one compares to <laughs> no, you. Not. You know, or you're like, ooh, this is. I'm glad we aren't together anymore, and only you can tell. Yeah, follow your gut. She needs oh, more. I was gonna info. just say that. It, it, it may be hard because this is potentially, uh, most likely, the only relationship you've had in your life right. to see past it. Yes. But this could be, as Tara has coined, a boy-bye situation <laughs> very easily. <laughs> I coined so a boy-bye. She coined that. 
Um, I love because they're like because you're, you're, you're 17. Like yeah. I, that's something that is so like it's so redundant to be said, but also it's so easy to forget. Yeah, that there's so many more opportunities and out that, there, and that he didn't really have any kind of memory of being single. <laughs> he started dating you so young that that mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. all he knew in life was that he was your boyfriend, and he maybe needed a month of not being that to know how much he appreciated it. Do we have a call, Aaron? All right. Hello, thanks for calling the show. Hey, what's up? Greetings. Hi. Who Hello. have we here? Hey. Hello. Oh, my name is Hunter. Oh, do you have any thoughts for what? Hunter, we- what's your last name? Oh, <laughs> uh, Kraus. <gasps> oh. Guys, hi. How are you? Do you know Hunter Kraus? Uh, from okay. my Snapchat. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so, are you, Hunter, are you here to talk to Tara? Yeah. All right. Talk away. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm doing good. So what's new? Do you have a question? Yeah, do you have a question for me? <laughs> yeah, my question was like, what was like the funniest thing that you've ever done before? The, like with your friends? or The funniest thing I've ever done before with my friends? She does funny things all the time. You can Ooh. see them on her YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. She's a vlogger. Yes, yes. How can people find your YouTube channel, Tara? Uh, YouTube.com slash Tara Bianco. No, 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 but Tara Bianco, the redhead. The redhead. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, okay, but funniest thing I've ever done. Hunter, I'm trying to like, gosh, because like I do a lot of funny things on my Snapchat. I think it was at VidCon. VidCon was funny. Uh, VidCon was funny, but it's like, that's not the funniest thing I've ever done. No, are you kidding me? All right, top it, top it. Okay, well, what about this year? Okay, this year, actually, no, this was really funny to me. I don't know why it was funny, but it was funny to me. My 22nd birthday, like the birthday party that I just had, <laughs> with, the back, with the Backstreet Boys, yes, with the Backstreet Boys. I so I don't I don't like hard alcohol. I like hard liquor like that that much. I don't like it. So I was dared to take belly shots off of everyone in the room. They all laid down, like going from the couch down to the floor. Oh yeah, it was weird. I how many people? Yo, like I was already say. drinking a lot of wine by then, so it was a it was acceptable <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but they did the shots in the belly button with wine instead of liquor and I thought that was the funniest thing ever because who does belly shots of wine <laughs> like that just doesn't happen and it was every single person there at the party and I was like so are you drinking what? wine out of people's belly buttons <laughs> yes huh. so I, have you ever heard of a, like a belly that. shot though like you do like liquor you like lick you liquor you want lime okay your face says no so like that's a thing a belly shot is a thing but the You're belly shot with wine so oh. Tara I've yeah. watched the real world i okay, know what so a belly you know. <laughs> all right so then you know but doing a belly shot with wine off of everybody like back to back to back to back to back i thought that was freaking hilarious so that's the funniest thing that i've is, done that is hilarious with my friends. but this year you know you may need some sort of shot <laughs> other shot to make your make sure that you're not picking up too many germs i don't know it just sounded <laughs> So you know I what, Hunter? You're my favorite spritz. caller of the day. Thank you so much Hunter, for calling. Thank you. Hunter, you're the best. We love you. Um, the next question <laughs> is going to be read by Shira. Um, for those who don't have acne, do you ever look at the people who do have acne as kind of gross people at school? Oh, that's such a good question. Gross people. That's I was so one of the kids sweet. who had acne. Me yes. too. Yeah. Everybody. I have acne yeah. right now. Acne. Mm-hmm. No. I feel like acne isn't as big of a deal as everyone makes it out to be in high yeah. school. Sometimes, I think if you're the one, deals, their acne it depends. Yeah, is like the worst. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right? okay. Like, I think I hate well, wearing like when I break out, I hate wearing no makeup. So let me say this about oh, acne. Okay. There's a there's a level of acne where nobody notices, and then there's a there's a mm. point you go past that where everybody notices. 
So I know how you always, everyone's always worried. I'm, I'm at the point where everybody's looking at my acne as being gross. But the good news about acne is that you outgrow it and that it's not you. So always look in the mirror, look at your eyes. That's the person you are. You're outgrowing your acne. Your eyes are your soul. And that's who you are. That's but I think I think that the question is kind of like, is this girl kind of thinking that people with acne are gross? No, she's worried that people think she's gross. And you're not. And, and they don't. Because she's ju- like, for those who don't have acne. Yeah, she wants yeah. to know if it's like some sort of judgment where people without acne, acne roam the halls, you know, with reckless abandon, judging the people with acne. And I don't think they do. I, I mean, I, I was fortunate enough that my mom got me on a good, like, facial cleansing routine in high school. So I, I think I wasn't, like, one of those kids with super bad acne. Especially good like, job, mom. Mom. Right? right? Shout out to mom. Tatiana. Tatiana. So, but um, you can do all the cleansing in the world and still be and still genetically worse, predisposed to having bad true. skin. Just to so. say that I did not walk around with those thoughts. I don't, but did I don't you judge like, kids that had? No. no it's not something you can judge. Judge someone before it's—it's really not something that's your acting. fault. Yeah. It's not something. I mean, of course, like everyone's got those dudes where you're like, "Oh, that's that—that's a bad one." You might think that, but you're not going to think like this person's gross. It's right. different for guys and girls too. I don't think yeah. guys I mean, that's really fair. care that, that's, much. Yeah, yeah. And this is, yeah. A, this is a girl that posted. <laughs> you think? We don't no, have that. they don't. don't know. Yeah, uh, guys we, don't care. Guys don't friend. really care that much. Like when I would say, assume that no one's judging you until if someone says something like, "I got called pizza face." So if somebody says something, Ooh. just be like, oh, well, excuse me, you know, and your point is, I mean, you can you can just kind of stand up to somebody that says something, but everyone has something that someone else is going to say something about, like you, you're big feet or whatever, you know, so you just have to rise above it and know that it may feel like you're the only person being looked at or judged because of acne or big ears or what it is, but everyone has something or some point in their life where they feel judged by other people. Mm-hmm. So just... Use that as a reason to be nice to more people. Smile at more people. Be pleasant. Hold a door. Say thank you. Uh, make eye contact with somebody that is usually ignored. Be nicer because whatever you want, you need to give it away and it will come back to you. So next question, Merks. So this girl broke up with me. I had an anxiety attack for a bit because I had no clue why this happened. But I later laughed at it because the reason she broke up with me was funny. Is it normal to laugh at it? One of my friends thought it was crazy to laugh at it. What was the reason? Yeah, I feel like I feel yeah. like the reason like, you know would have been something nice and probably big ears. I don't think the reason matters. If you laughed at it, if someone else laughed at it, it was just done with. There you go. I don't know. If you I think it's you healthy. Laugh at something, totally like, normal. I think it's healthy mm-hmm. and normal, and especially if it, you can see the absurdity of it. Means that you're not so desperately in love with this person that yeah. you can't see the absurdity of how like, she broke. Sure. You were, the, you saw, like yeah. you understood why something happened. So you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. When my parents got divorced, um. I'm actually going to change the way I'm going to say it. When, like now, when I refer to my parents' divorce or separation or whatever, which was a really hard time for me, um, I can, like, I make jokes about it and I la- can, like, laugh at it. And sometimes my friends, like, I can, like, see the look on their face because, like, they saw me through that and, like, it was a really hard time. And, you know, they will sometimes say, like, oh, it's, like, really good to, like, see that you can, like, kind of look back and, and see the positive or not the positive, but you can kind of make light or or laugh at it or like laugh about how kind of crazy that situation was and if this was you got blindsided or this was kind of a shocking situation or it was a silly situation and you can laugh at it then I think like that's kind of like a blessing you know 
Yeah, super yeah. snap yeah. on that. Also, if it's really funny and they did it via text, screen cap it because it will be really oh, funny in 10 nice. years. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hilarious. And, and maybe one thing to remember, um, I, I mean, I had, had my own breakup not too long ago. And one thing to just remember with breakups is that no, I mean, there's no one straight path to getting over it. You're going to have moments sure. where you're laughing at how you acted. And you'd be like, wow, I, I really was. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was treating her like crap. There are going to be moments where you're like very lonely and missing it. The moments where you're just laughing at just how absurd the whole thing was. And that's. There is no if someone tells you like oh that's like like that's not right that's not how you're supposed to be like processing this experience you've had well that's that's just stupid it's almost me. like you're yelling too soon at yourself and you just don't have to yell too soon at yourself because whenever you feel yeah. like laughing you can laugh all right next question Tara mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay I identify as pansexual and every time I tell someone they either leave they either leave me. Oh mean or think i'm bisexual i don't even know who real friends are anymore what should i do so i had someone when i was in high school tell me that they were pansexual and i had a couple gay friends at that time too so pansexual at first i was like it's weird okay pansexual like just trying to understand it all but then like when they explained it to me i was like okay so you just like love who you want to love and like that's what it is and you're not really identifying as something but you're just like open and i was like okay I can I can deal with that. And it, like it was literally them explaining it to me and then just me like digesting it for a second. And then I was OK. So if you're telling people and they can't just like digest it and come back to you. OK, then, yeah, they aren't your real friends. And like you don't know what real friends are anymore. Well, then maybe you're just like not talking to the right people. Maybe you need to like explore a little bit and go out of like if you're in high school, you're not going to really see that many people outside of the high school. So it's going to take a little bit for you to try and maybe find those real people, but they are out there. Cause just like me, I'm okay. Do you want to be my friend? Like we can totally be friends. Cause I think pansexual is awesome. So just like understand that high school, just got to wait a little bit. If you're people an adult, judge what they don't understand. And if they want to say that you're bisexual, explain the difference so that they can learn something. Yeah. And, and but don't people, judge them for judging you. Just be the open one who says, yeah, well, here's what it, here's what it is. And here's the difference. Because, you know, something. it's really hard to tell if someone's being, like, judgy or not, especially, like, if they're, like, you think they're your friends, because I recently thought that one of my really close friends wasn't judging me, and I could just tell that they were, finally, because I had another friend come and say the same thing, too, and no judgment, and I could see it in their eyes, and I, now I'm can, being able to tell who my real friends are. It's the hardest thing in the world, but it's just, like, just got to, like, deal with it, and you will find the people, though. You'll find mm. people that you trust and won't judge you. Like, for me... From my understanding, pansexual means that it doesn't matter if they if they're on some sort of gender. Um, uh, spe- it doesn't matter who they are. They're it doesn't human. matter if they're on a gender spectrum and and that they're identifying as something that they weren't born as. You just no. You just love the person. Pansexual that you like. it means you just love a human. Yeah. Basically, yeah. In itself, and I think that is beautiful. And bi means like binary, male or female. So, and some people are somewhere on a spectrum between male and female, and so. If you're pansexual, it means you're open to everybody. And I don't think it's that difficult to understand. Even no. adults will be like, well, you have to pick a team. Like, No, just say I love simple. this human. Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. I love this human right here next to me. So, and sometimes, like I said, people will judge what they don't understand. And I do think that since we're coming into a time where we're like accepting of more types of people and more types of like spectrums, that... The, that you should be patient and just say, well, let me help you understand rather than saying this person doesn't get me and storming off. Like, let let them let them learn with you. Um, and mm-hmm. 
that's the best way I think to move forward. And then you might find you have more friends than you even realize so that people are like, I'm like that too. So I want to thank everyone for being with us today. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Shira, Merks, Tara. Thank you for having us. Our new engineers, Drew and Thomas and Andrew. Woo! Goodbye, everybody. Woo! Oh, happy wedding, Aaron and Yay! Fennel. Woo! Yay!